Welcome everyone to the Cardano Effect Podcast, episode 56. The purpose of this podcast is to take high-level developer information and projects that are occurring within the Cardano space and break them down into bite-sized, consumable pieces of information for everyday use. I'm your host, Philippe, and let's get this podcast started. So the hosts of the Cardano Effect Podcast today are Rick and myself. This is our weekly live stream where we recap all of the major news events that happened within the Cardano ecosystem for the past week. We also open up, open it up to the YouTube chat. So we're going to have a, a dialogue today. We're going to be talking about some important issues that are going on this month. So November is the month for Cardano, all about the incentivized test net. And we're going to just have a good time today. Thank you to everyone for joining us on a Sunday. We really appreciate it. So wherever you are in on this planet, we appreciate you tuning in and we appreciate the support. Remember, please like, comment and subscribe. It really helps our podcast. We're trying to grow this as big as possible. So without further ado, I would like to remind everyone that none of what we say on this podcast is financial advice. You are your best financial advisor. And if you don't think you are, you need to find someone who's qualified to do so. So without further ado, Rick, how's your Sunday going? What's going on? What's happening? Philippe, Sunday's going very well. Thank you for asking. I would like to say thank you to IOHK for sponsoring this podcast. And we very much appreciate your, your efforts and supporting us over here. And I would also like to thank the Cardano Foundation and Emergo for all of the quality content they provide to help make this podcast possible. We reference a lot of the content and the uh, Reddit thread, so thank you for that as well. I would also like to point out to new viewers that this podcast is available on all audio streaming services. I used to shout out a list. I won't do that anymore. It's on all of them. Pandora in about a week. And then we got them all covered. So with that covered, what we're doing today is we're going over to the Reddit thread. And I'm going to drop that into the uh, the comment section. So you guys have reference to the Reddit thread for the incentivized test net. And there are a lot of good answers from people who are in the know. Some from Emergo. Some answers are from Charles. Charles had an AMA yesterday. It was really good. If you hadn't seen that AMA, I encourage you to check it out. So Philippe, are you going to lead us off with the first question there? We do have a couple screen shares coming up. Philippe recently did a video on how to use Daedalus for the upcoming test net. The new features in Daedalus, not for the upcoming test net, but the new features in Daedalus to be aware of. Darko Magic did a a video also, so check those videos out and up. make sure your Daedalus is up to date if you're a Daedalus user. And we're going to hop over to that Reddit thread. For all the viewers out there, if you want to follow along, I dropped the Reddit thread in. You can click that link, and it's all about the incentivized testnet. It was an official question thread, and I believe um, there was Nico and Sebastian from Emergo that popped in and answered some questions. So when you see um, the username KAO0112, that's Nico. And that's an official representative of Emergo. And for all the Spanish speakers, uh, Nico is doing a, an AMA tomorrow, I believe. Um, and it's going to be similar to the AMAs for the English speakers, but it's going to prepare all the Spanish speakers of what's going on with the incentivized testnet. So if you need a little bit more clarification and English is not your first language and you speak Spanish, hop over to Nico's AMA tomorrow. Okay, so... Let us start. Um, the first question was from Jose, so J O S S E H 80. And Jose asks Will there be a testnet setup for dummies tutorial? And what is needed to stake your ADA on the testnet? And Nico responded Yes, there will be, but it should be pretty straightforward as downloading a new version of Daedalus or Yodoi for the testnet. This assuming that you have your ADA in Yodoi without a ledger or Daedalus. 
So I would like to clarify that for all the people that are confused, if you have a Daedalus wallet, if you have a Yodoi wallet, after the testnet, after the snapshot, once you once the testnet starts, you're going to have to download a separate download. So a separate version of Daedalus and a separate version of Yodoi, whichever one you use. And that's what you're going to be using to stake within the testnet. It's going to be completely separate. Rick, did you want to add anything to that? No, I just have a I have a version of it running so people know what they're looking at. Uh, there's other questions down below about can you run the testnet Daedalus and the non-Daedalus at the same time while they conflict. You can. I've got the testnet version of Daedalus pulled up. You want me to screen share that? Yes, go ahead. Okay. And that way people will know exactly what they're looking at when they're looking at the testnet version as opposed to the real version. Okay. And looks like it's up. All right. So here's the, the testnet version of Daedalus. And you see in the top right corner here, there's a red badge that says testnet. All right. That way, you know, you're on the testnet version. I, I don't know what you're always going to say, but there'll be some other indications. The colors are a little bit different. It's the newer. Uh, and this is the newer version. This is the current version. Daedalus 0.15.0. So that is the newest version of Daedalus. If you haven't updated in a while, make sure you update your Daedalus wallet. If you're on Daedalus version 1.2 and earlier, you're going to have to go manually install the new Daedalus from DaedalusWallet.io webpage. So it gets on the newer versions and it updates accordingly and migrates all that kind of stuff. All right, Philippe, so you wanted to go over this briefly? Yes. So the testnet, it's very interesting. It's a quick download. Usually if you have Daedalus on your computer and you've been keeping up with the updates, there's going to be a little update tab that pops up. In the upper corner, well, it's, it's kind of like a drop down right under where you see Tony Stark. You'll see um, usually update to node. It's update number 16. So using that information, you can update your computer. It update the Daedalus version, reopen Daedalus. It should open, reopen automatically. And there are a couple new features which are very cool and very um, helpful for users when we're going into the test net. So Rick, if you want to go to the settings tab, oh, well, let's first do the notifications. So in the upper right-hand corner, there is a news feed notification. So this is a news feed where you can submit a feature request, and it's also going to give you the latest news for Cardano, whatever IOHK pushes or Emergo pushes or the Cardano Foundation. So this is a very important feature because as the test net comes closer and while we're in the test net, you may get some crucial or critical updates in the news feed, and that's going to allow you to keep up to date of everything that's going on. As you can see, Daedalus 0.15 release notes and feature requests. So feature requests, it's going to take you to another portal, and you can contact IOHK and the Daedalus team and suggest new features, new updates that would make your life easier. So this is all about user interface and the user experience. So please click that and send them a message. I'm sure they're reading it. And the second setting, um, if you go into more in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little settings tab. So you can click settings and you can go down and there's a place that says, do you have your wallet recovery phrase? So why is this important? So when the testnet happens, the snapshot's supposed to happen this month and you know the testnet will come shortly afterwards. You're going to need your seed phrase. The seed phrase is... Your, your, basically your password for your wallet, it's not your password because you have a separate password for Daedalus, but this is your passphrase that allows you to access your ADA and recover your wallet should 
you know, your data list crash or should you change computers? Everything about this seed phrase is the most important part of your wallet. And when we download the incentivized testnet version, so the incentivized version of Daedalus or the incentivized version of Yodoi, you're going to have to enter your seed phrase. But wait, what if you misplace your seed phrase? What if you don't know where it is? What if you're not even sure if it's correct? Personally, me, I have a lot of different wallets with a lot of different seed phrases. So I'm not, I don't remember exactly which wallet corresponds to which recovery phrase. So you can go to the wallet. So if you're in the Tony Stark wallet or the Steve Rogers wallet, you can go ahead and click and see whether or not your wallet recovery phrase is the correct one. And this will prepare you for the testnet because you're going to have to input these words into the testnet version. So you can click wallet recovery phrase verification and just start entering your phrase, your 12-word wallet phrase, and it'll let you know whether or not it is correct. And there are some people that may not have the correct phrase with them, um, or they may have lost their phrase. Don't panic. If you're in your wallet, maybe it's time to send it to a new wallet and create a new passphrase before the testnet happens. Um, Just breathe and make sure that you know you get your 12 word wallet recovery phrase. So this is very important. I think this is a great feature coming into the incentivized testnet. So I will be using it. I will likely be using it after I'm pretty sure I have the correct wallet recovery phrase, but I probably will use it after the first snapshot. There are going to be two snapshots. I want to pass it over to Rick because Rick watched most of the AMA yesterday from Charles. I have missed that. But uh, can, can you talk a little bit more about the two snapshots that Charles referred to yesterday? There will be two snapshots. Uh, really good reason, man. The first snapshot is going to give the opportunity to enter your seed phrase, verify that you have a wallet working on the test net, whether it's your ROI or Daedalus, without a ledger or treasure. You get it working on the test net. If you have problems, it'll give you time to sort it out. If there are bugs, it'll give you time to submit the bug report and and get it fixed. Then there will be a second snapshot sometime later and you'll be good to go. And that was the key. So totally makes sense. I'm totally down with two snapshots. They think everything. Yes. Yes. This is very (laughs) crucial because something could go wrong and the second chance or the second, the ability to fix your mistakes um, is, is crucial. We've been waiting for a long time, and I'm sure that a lot of people want to participate in the incentivized testnet. And that brings us to our disclaimer. And please note that if you do not feel comfortable staking or if you do not feel comfortable removing your ADA, because the next point is you will not be able to stake using your Ledger wallet or any hardware wallet. If you have it on a hardware wallet, you will not be able to participate in the incentivized testnet. Please note that we do not know when the end date for the incentivized testnet is. It could be two months. It could be six months. Me personally, my opinion, it's probably going to be towards the higher range. We've had a history of taking our time with things and there have been delays. So I don't anticipate that we're going to be off the testnet in one or two months. So if you miss this opportunity, you won't be able to stake for the next four, five, six months, potentially. But if you you have to outweigh the risks and the rewards, so if you do not feel comfortable, just stay to the side. You are responsible for your own funds. No one's fault if something goes wrong. 
But at the same time, there are proper measures you can put in place to protect your funds and make sure that you are not vulnerable to a hack. And uh, the snapshot is one moment of time, so you can jump in and out. So you can put it, bring it off your ledger and then put it right back on your ledger if you want. But you need to figure out what you, what's best for you. And uh, if you're feeling queasy, best to stay out. Yeah, Philippe brought up uh, at the beginning of the podcast right before we started that if you are not comfortable moving your funds off a ledger or off of the treasure, then just don't bother participating in the test net because some people, they have either high-risk internet or their computers are in a more hostile environment. So there's a more a significant risk involved with moving it off a le- ledger or treasure. So if you're not comfortable, don't bother. Uh, only if you're comfortable moving your funds and your skill level is sufficient, then you would want to participate. Okay. But that each person has to make their own decision as to whether or not they want to participate because uh, each person has to assume their own level of risk. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Questions? Yes. Okay. We're going to the live chat. That's why we do this live podcast to get your questions live. Uh, the first question that I saw on that list was from Fergus Courtney. Hey guys, are you discussing the two test nets as per Charles AMA? Yes. We're going into greater detail as best we can. All right. The revolutionist asked any info on the staking percentages yet? No info. No info on that. Yes. There's, there's, uh, Estimated ranges of 6 to 12% for testnet only, but we'll get to that question a little later. Annual. Uh, so uh, someone, Relax King, asks, Hey, I bought the Omnis in Germany and it didn't come with a Cardano card. Do you know why? It didn't come with a card. Oh, this is what I was referring to last week on the Cardano Effect podcast when we had our live stream. I was asking anyone if they ordered it overseas or even domestically within the US if they received a card. It seems that some of the cards, it might have been a limited edition event. So it's only in the pop-up stores in California. So there were a couple locations that came with the card, but I'm not 100% sure that every shoe came with a real chain card. And uh, even on YouTube, the, the YouTuber that did the the promotion for the shoe or had the shoe pre-released. He had the the real chain card, but if you look at YouTubers afterwards that got the shoe, they didn't get the, the they didn't get the card. So I think it's a a hit and miss, and you had to get it at a particular location. I hope that helps. Hopefully it does. And there was another question that says, "How big is the testnet download size for a node?" Um, from Fergus Courtney, how big is the download of the testnet node? If you're referring to Jormungandr, the zipped file is about nine megabytes. It expands to something around a hundred, but when it runs in memory, currently it's running at about 300 megabytes in memory. If you're referring to Daedalus, it's the same size as Daedalus on the main net. It's about 250 meg for the wallet. And I forget the size of the blockchain. The blockchain is several hundred megabytes, but the size on disk is a couple of gig. Uh, so for current, for relatively modern hard drives, it's a very efficient size. Storage space should not be an issue for any relatively modern computer. I don't have precise numbers in front of me. I wasn't ready for that one, but they're about the same size. But Jormungandr is different. Thiago Nunes says, we have some position about Yodoi Seed on day one. 
I'm not sure what your question is referring to. Uh, you will be able to stake using Yodoi. Um, I also heard recently that Yodoi may not be ready for staking day one. You know, IOHK is is building this protocol, so things are going to hit Daedalus first, and then maybe trickle down to. I mean, Sebastian and Nico and everyone at Emergo needs to work furiously to implement the code afterwards. So, but there is a grace period after the snapshot to when the testnet starts. So that may give Emergo enough time to get it up and running for day one. But uh, that hasn't been solidified yet. Uh, I use I use Daedalus for a majority of my funds, so I'm not 100 sure, or I'm not. I'm going to keep my funds in Daedalus and uh, go go forward with that. And there's a lot of options to choose from. DVDP is helping answer questions. Thank you for that. DVDP he says the snapshot timing, alleged timing is uh, first one November 12th, and the second one is two weeks later. Thank you, DVDP. Feel free to help each other out in the chat. Envios Directo says, so we need to move funds from Daedalus wallet to a new testnet wallet? Absolutely not. So this is a misconception. You're not going to be moving any funds from your Daedalus main wallet to the testnet wallet. Let me give you an example. Say you hold 1,000 ADA in your main wallet. There will be snapshots. There are going to be two snapshots. If you have your seed phrase, all you need to do is sit down and just wait. You are going to download a separate testnet version of Daedalus where you're going to enter your seed phrase. So your 1,000 ADA on the main chain, when you download the testnet ADA and enter your seed phrase into the testnet ADA, into the testnet version, you will receive 1,000 testnet ADA. You're not going to be sending your mainnet ADA to the testnet. The testnet, in order to clarify this, the testnet is fake. It doesn't exist. Your rewards will will be credited back to your mainnet after the after the end of the testnet. But you don't want to be sending your your mainnet ADA to the testnet wallet. The testnet wallet is like a fictitious playground at this point. And once that that playground finishes once the run finishes then things will start becoming real but you're not swapping ada from wallet to wallet i hope that clarifies your question yeah they'll both exist simultaneously it'll exist on the mainnet and it will exist on the testnet simultaneously yes yeah, so you and you didn't and I've, someone else asked me a question on my channel about so i'll get double the funds the testnet ada is you can't spend it, you can't send it back to your mainnet ADA. So even if you have a thousand ADA and then a thousand testnet ADA, it's not like you can send your testnet ADA back to your mainnet what ADA wallet and say I have two thousand ADA. No, you'll have one thousand here and one thousand over there. And and additionally, the mainnet ADA will not be collecting rewards at that time. Yes, correct. Okay, it'll be for, you know it'll be whatever it is. Um, there's all, we're going to go back over to the Reddit because there's a lot of good questions on there. One other thing I would like to add is uh, for those of you that are watching, you're probably experts on Daedalus. And what I anticipate happening is once the incentivized portion, we are not yet at the incentivized portion. We're still on the networking portion. But once it goes live, it's going to draw a lot of attention. And a lot of people who've been dormant for the last year and a half or two years, some people, they bought their bags, they put them away, and they, they don't even think about it. They're going to become active again. That came out a little bit in Charles AMA yesterday about you're going to see how, they're going to see how much activity is on the test net based on how many people introduce their 
seed phrases into the testnet wallets. Well, a lot of people have been dormant are going to become active again. They're going to need help. So feel free if you're an expert or you've got, you're confident in your knowledge, go into Telegram and help out because they'll be popping back up into Telegram. And uh, it's a community effort. So we appreciate all of your efforts if you're willing to help out there. We definitely will need some help whenever that time comes. Agreed. Agreed. And I'd also like to add a point to Rick. This is a... Fr- a lot of a lot of wallets will be becoming active. Also, the number of scams is going to increase. So please note that although Rick and I are ambassadors, although we host the Cardano effect, although we are present in Telegram, please be very wary of imposters. I haven't had an imposter yet. I don't know about Rick, but there are imposters within the community. Do not send your ADA to anyone. You are delegating to a pool. At no point are you going to send your ADA to anyone? Not me. If you don't, if you decide to delegate to either of our pools, you're not sending your ADA to us. So if someone asks you to send your ADA or you know, some kind of scam where you send and you receive, no, that's not how it works. Please don't do that. If you want to verify, you can watch us every week. You can ask us questions directly in this chat, see our face, and we will give you the answer. And uh Make sure the handles that you're, you're you're talking to on Twitter and on Telegram are the correct ones. Um, Rick and I are not responsible for anybody losing any kind of money in any type of um, any type of scam impersonation scam. We can't find all the impersonation scams and and close them down. That's not how it works. So it's going to be upon the community to make sure that you guys rally together and you stay vigilant. There are thieves out here, just like people are out here to rob. You in real life, they're robbing you on your on the internet as well. So please be wary of that. Yeah, thanks for putting that out, Philippe. It's always good to have a reminder of the be wary of the scams, especially since they're stealing our photos and using them to make a fictitious account. So just be alert to that. Okay, we're gonna hop back over to Reddit. Okay. And Go through. There's a lot of really good questions on there. I highly encourage everyone to go through the Reddit thread, and you'll see an Emergo badge next to the official answers, per se. Let's see. Uh, there's another question. Oh, this is a long one. Let me go down to the next one, and we'll come back to that. Yeah, it's, so it's the next one down below, and it was from uh, RL Goer, and he says, I'm reading over the IHK technical papers, and I just, I just note that they are great, but they are written in a style that academics used to talk to each other. To create a larger pool of non-academic coders, system administrators, finance experts, etc., who understand how things work, will require a different kind of documentation. I'm a data engineer, an old Unix hand, familiar with many programming languages. And so they're they're saying, hey, can you simplify some of the information? The response from Nico is that there are some good docs and videos that review IOHK's work out there. The delegation specs are relatively easy to read. By the way, I would start from there. All right. So my suggestion is the IOHK YouTube channel and the Emergo YouTube channel. And if you don't find what you need there, check out Adattainment. There's some really good YouTube videos that break down the complex information and make it much simpler. Philippe does it on his Vilpa channel and Sebastian does it on his Sebastian Guillermo channel and also on Emergo. So check out the YouTube videos. They're doing a really good job of taking the complex concepts and making them much simpler and easier to understand. Yes. All right. So the next one we're on looks like from Os Gur. 
Minhit Oscar, can you please detail the percent return for staking and the percent ROI differ over time or will be different between testnet and mainnet? Dreams PSI thankfully answered that and linked it to the article. Uh, there was a mention of 6 to 12%. That's 6 to 12% annually. So if the testnet runs for three months, then it will be 25% of 6 to 12% over that period of time, if you have 100 ADA and it was 10%, that would be 10 ADA per annum. And then a quarter of that, 2.5 ADA for every 100 ADA, for example. It's just a quick example. I just, okay. All right. So that's a good question. The percentage is a very important question. The, the Probably the best answer is it will be tested, like they'll throttle it. You're going to have different ROI testing during testnet. They're going to have to test it at 6, 8, 10, 12, various numbers and see how people respond. As uh, Charles had mentioned in an AMA, they also have to test the people. They got to test the software, but you got to test how do people respond to those numbers. And the stake pool operators are also going to be testing the stake pool returns, although that feature is not available yet. Uh, They got to find out Will 5% work and will 5% cover my costs of operating the stake pool? For example, I say 5%. A stake pool operator might do 5% or 8% or 3% or or some number. Some people are going to do 0% and find out, will that be sufficient to support the operation of the stake pool? So it will be, you know, if the stake pool operator says 10%, then it will be 10% of the 10% or what is that? 0.1%. Yes. <laughs> okay. Of the total revenue. So it's, it's really not all that much. However, that's uh that's, that also has to be tested. What is the percent ROI and what percentages work well for pool operators or not? Yes, that is correct. Okay. That is correct. All right. So thank you to the other Reddit users who are helping out there expert answers. I appreciate that. And remember, when you see the percentage returns, the annualized percentage returns, this is also assuming the price of ADA over time is going to appreciate. I am pretty confident in that. So not only will you be receiving rewards, but you'll also be receiving appreciation on the principal and the the value of your rewards. So, you know, if you, let's say it's 5% and ADA doubles over the next couple of months, then you have that plus the amount that you receive for staking. So it's really a win-win if you if you ask me. But once again, you are your own financial advisor, so you decide whether or not it is suitable for you. All right. Thank you, Philippe. And we're going back over to the questions in chat. I just resorted here to make sure I'm seeing the latest ones. There's one from Satoshi Katamoto. So if you have my ADA on your ROI through my ledger, I need to send my tokens to Dayless Wallet and then download Testnet and enter my key. Yes, uh, in general, that's the general idea. You have it on the mainnet on Ledger. You have to move it on the mainnet off the ledger to a regular Euroi non-ledger. Then that key phrase, uh, some people call it keywords. Some people call it a passphrase. Some people call it the word seeds. They all mean the same thing. Your 12 or 15 word 
seed will have to be entered on the test net. There will be more to follow. We'll make sure we get some videos out with precise procedures once we get to that point. That is correct. Because one mistake and poof, you're out of the game. So precise procedures are important. Jonathan Laurie asks, hodl or sell? I love that question, Jonathan. I can't give financial advice. I'm sorry. (laughs) No financial advice, buddy. Sorry about that. We have a question upwards. It says, Einar from Einar. I've heard about the minimum of staked ADA, one, but is there a maximum amount of ADA that you can stake at any time? There's no maximum. You can stake as much ADA as possible, but there are things called saturation points for pools. So that means that after it hits a maximum, the rewards that you receive will sort of depreciate. So you won't be receiving as many, as much rewards percentage-wise as other people. So, you know, if you are a very, very large whale, you know, I'm sure they're going to split up their their ADA in multiple wallets. We do not know what that maximum amount is. It all depends. There are various different factors, including how much is staked at any particular time. So, yes, that's the answer to that question. From Relax King, who will pay you the rewards for staking for IOHK, Cardano Foundation, or Emergo? So, there's if you go on coin market cap and you look at the circulating supply and then you look at the max supply the max supply is the total number of ada that can ever be produced for eternity so there's a natural you can call it inflation until we get to that max supply so rewards are generated when rewards are generated it's taken from the uncirculated supply of ada the unminted supply of ada so that's what we'll be paying rewards for everyone the IOHK, Cardano Foundation, Emergo, Rick, myself, everyone will receive the rewards from that, that slight inflation. And people ask, what about what happens when the inflation is done? Well, by that time, we'll have governance, we'll have uh, voting, we'll have a whole bunch of different things, a treasury. And it's actually the, um, the transaction fees that are going to be used as staking rewards. So the system is going to be kind of cyclical. So at no point will staking ever stop. Um, over time, the staking rewards may decrease. I mean, if you look 10, 20, 30 years in, in, in the future, but at the same time, 10, 20, 30 years in the future, ADA will likely be significantly higher price-wise as it is right now. So, yes. Yep. Oh, and keep in mind when you're staking ADA, you are doing work. The process of, I'm not talking about the pool. Each person, when you stake your ADA, it's the same thing as running a miner. The effects are the same effect. It secures the network. So uh, when Philippe refers to inflation, I think Cardano did inflation correctly, as in it requires effort in order to generate more ADA. It requires you to do something of value. It requires you to take this ADA and say, I'm going to dedicate it to that pool in a manner. It's not permanently dedicated. It's dynamic, but it has the same effect as running a miner. So keep that in mind. You're actually doing something productive by staking your ADA. Yes. Yes. It does have the same effect. I've run a miner, except that it doesn't burn all the electricity and you got a $300 on top of your electric bill at the end of the month. Yes, that is correct. That miner's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Can't make money off it anymore. Okay. All right. Any other questions? And we'll head back over to Reddit. I think that's good. Um, Falcon Eye Vision. 
Go, go Philippe, ahead. What will your what will your steak pool be called from Daniel J? Oh, Steak Cardano. So st- go to steakcardano.io and you can drop your email and uh, we'll send updates when the time comes. But uh, I'll be very active on my own YouTube channel and I'll be doing some live streams as well. So I'm here to help everyone out. And Rick, we need to hear more about your staking pool. So, Oh, my stake pool is Digital Fortress. Digital Fortress Online. Digitalfortress.online is my stake pool. I had some other names I was going to use and I realized, no, nah, I'll just use Digital Fortress. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And Rick will also be active on his YouTube channel. So Rick is a great source of information and he'll be able to help you out. So there are a lot of people that are going to be sending videos as well as people from IOHK, Emergo and the foundation. So you should take their advice as gold. And then, you know, if you need further clarification, then you can come and visit our personal channels and see what we're talking about. Yes. And thank you for that, Philippe. I get my content by stealing yours. So watch your video. Like, oh, yeah, I should make a video like that. And Rex nicely, Crypto Dad. And I go, that's a good idea. I should make a video like that. <laughs> no, just kidding. Some of them are original. There's, you guys got me laughing. Uh, Jonathan Laurie says, I have no kids. So I want to double my money. Jonathan, you already doubled your money. <laughs> double it again. Double it again. <laughs> The Elite Trance recommends washing stuff in uh, vinegar. Okay, so I think we're going to questions here. Rick, one more question that just popped up that's very important. If we want to divide our ADA in different staking pools from different wallets in Daedalus, is it possible? Do you think there's a risk that our ADA can get lost? Not talking about security hacks. Uh, there's no risk that your ADA is going to be stolen on the test net or anything like that. If you... If your seed phrase is compromised, that's separate of Daedalus, that's separate of Cardano, that's separate of IOHK, that's an internal hack that you're having from outside hackers, but your ADA is, is, is safe on the blockchain. Regarding to dividing your ADA to different staking pools, so if you have, let's say, three different wallets... Sebastian clarified, I believe, that during the testnet, it's not going to be able to, you know, it won't be possible to divide a single wallet into multiple staking pools. That's going to come when mainnet comes. So say you have a wallet with 1,000 ADA, you won't be able to delegate 500 ADA to Digital Fortress and 500 ADA to Stake Cardano. That's, that won't be possible. That's going to be possible when the mainnet happens. So if you want to delegate to multiple different pools, advice is you probably should be start splitting up your wallets now and uh, create multiple different wallets to 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 delegate your stake. Uh, that's the only way it's going to be possible within the incentivized testnet. Thanks for clarifying that, Philippe. There's also some more detailed answers in the Reddit thread that we're reviewing. So back to Reddit? Yes. All right. Uh, I'll go to the next one that was from ASD Ferris, because you were busy thinking and talking, so I looked it up. Okay. He said, uh, ASD Ferris asks... Did the Haskell client lose the race to production against the Rust client? If so, what are the implications on the grand design? And that is theory to formal specification to implementation. Uh, Brinker59 gave a heads up and said, David responded that in the last AMA. I would recommend you have a listen. They're not going to like, the current plan is not really to kill the Haskell implementation if the Rust wins or kill the Rust if the Haskell wins. It's to run them both in parallel, really. It was also touched on during Charles AMA yesterday. They're both going to exist at the same time. You're going to have the Rust version running Jormungandr on the test net and eventually onto mainnet. You're going to have the Haskell implementation of the Daedalus wallet, and they will coexist. And as things are learned better uh, over time, it may lean towards one or the other, or both may, both may continue to exist side by side. 
but it will take time to figure that out. It's uh, kind of incredible that they are running, they're building both implementations at the same time. And eventually we're going to find out which one is better or which one fits better and where. You know, like I wouldn't put aircraft tires on a race car and I wouldn't put race car tires on an aircraft, but they are both high performance tires. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So in my current guess is they will both exist for some period of time until we find where do they best fit. Yeah. Just an example. I think that was a good answer, Rick. Uh, thank you, sir. You want to get the next from from DNSC UK? So this is this this Reddit thread is a little bit old. So they, they were talking about issue number eight sixty. Will it be resolved? Uh, the person says we are running Yarmagander testnet node, but we are facing a huge issue known as the number eight sixty problem. So if you go to GitHub, there's a list of issues, and each of them is assigned a number, so you can see exactly what is plaguing the Yarmagander testnet. And uh, every time that the the node operators and stake pool operators and future potential stake pool operators run into an issue, it's recommended that you put your issue on GitHub because that is the direct communication link between the stake pool operators or the future stake pool operators and the IOHK team. So 860, I forgot what issue that was, but uh, Charles responded a day or two most likely. So that was 21 days ago. So I'm sure that that issue has been solved. And uh, But there are other issues that need to be solved now. It's not like it's it's issues that are continuously happening, new issues that are happening, and they're addressed as they show up on GitHub. Rick, did you want to add anything to that? Yes, I would like to follow up. Okay, so we're, we're above issue number 1000 at this point, which is okay. It's a test net. And although 860 was fixed and the protocol has been improved, other issues show up. For example, RC4 was released on Friday. It was attempted to be tested last evening. And although it worked well in in the Petri dish, when it was put live, there were some problems. Now they got to fix those problems, but that's okay. This is very normal for software development. I've been exposed to software development process for over 10 years now as a tester and user on very complex software. This is perfectly normal. Uh, industrial grade software goes through this. Like you'll fix one problem and it creates a different one. Then you fix the different problem. And sometimes it seems like you go, wait, I thought we already fixed this problem, but it's not the same. It's a new problem. It was introduced from a previous fix. Eventually you get them all worked out. It does take a while. So everything so far, in my opinion, looks good. We're on track for having a pretty well-functioning test net by the end of November, in my opinion, in my based on experience. Yeah, I think the staking of the incentivized portion may more likely come online in December, vice November. But the networking portion, I anticipate by the end of November, we'll have a really solid networking version running. Hopefully that helped. But you will see more bugs come up. And you'll see some that look the same as older ones. That's just how it works. That's why it's a test. Yes. We're good on that. Next question from Vanderkant. Oh, I think we already touched this one, but once the snapshot is taken, can I send my ADA to a non-Euroia Daedalus wallet, like a hardware wallet, a third-party wallet, or an exchange wallet, and still receive staking awards? The answer is yes. You have to move it to a non-hardware, non-exchange first. I do have a screen capture of that. Should I put that up? 
Yes. I think the screen capture will help answer questions in the big picture, in the big scheme of things, questions that have not yet been asked. And remember, it's after the second snapshot is taken, the second one. There are going to be two. So make sure that you stick around for the second one as well before you start moving things around. Okay. So this is from an IOHK tweet and other sources. Here's the list on the left. Where can I keep my ADA? Daedalus Euro, Euro Mobile, Daedalus Paper Wallet, Euro Paper Wallet, green checkmark, checkmark, checkmark. Then you got the red indicator on exchange. No. Hardware? No. Third party? No. The details on the what do I need to do might change, but this is the current details. Okay. So make sure you stay alert. Most of these say you don't need to do anything. Like if you have your funds on a Daedalus from a long time ago, it will be captured in a snapshot. You know what I'm thinking, Philippe? Yes. Does a person still have to take their word seeds? They still have to move it to the test net and they still have to delegate it. So even if your ADA is sitting in a Daedalus wallet from a year ago, you still have to actively enter your word seeds. You don't have to change wallets. If your ADA is sitting in a Daedalus, Daedalus 1.2 from a year and a half ago, you're still okay, but you're still going to have to put your word seeds on the test net. So keep that in mind. I don't think that's a mistake on here. It just didn't amplify that detail. So, Yes, that is correct. You get further down the list to where it has the red indicator if it's on an exchange and it gives you amplifying details to take part in the incentivized test net, you'll need to move your ADA to a data serial wallet. You can't do it from an exchange. Same with the hardware and same with the third party wallets, atomic infinito ADA Lite. All right, off we go. So everyone that's still in the chat right now, um, if you've been dormant for a while in the Cardano ecosystem, just kind of watching from a distance, these next, I don't know, five to six weeks, this is, uh, you're going to have to just stay a little bit attentive to figure out exactly what's going on, especially if you want to delegate your stake to a pool. Uh, you need to make sure that you just tune in, tune in. There's going to be a lot of information. And as soon as the second snapshot is over and you enter your seed phrase into the test net and uh, you decide which pool to delegate, you can go into hibernation again. But until then, you're going to have to wake up from hibernation, stay in tune to what's going on. Uh, there are going to be a lot of updates that people send out and just make sure that you're getting your information from reliable sources and it should be good for everyone that wants to do it. Yep. And uh, you know what else helped out, Philippe? That screenshot answered the next couple of questions like Wall of Bones asks, I have my ADA on my Daedalus wallet for years now untouched. Perfect example. Uh, the answer is yes, but you still have to move your key phrase or your, your passwords, your word seed, whatever you want to call it. Your 12 or 15 words. They still have to go to the test net for you to point to a pool. I'm going to skip down to the question from Dunky Ned. Okay. Okay. Dunky Ned asks, when downloading the new incentivized test net Daedalus, will this interfere with the existing Daedalus wallet on my computer? Or will they be two separate distinguishable, pro distinguishable programs that cannot be mistaken for one another? And the answer is they will not interfere. There's an answer from Emergo. That was Nico, KAO0112. They will not interfere. And I saw that this morning and I tested it. Right now I have two 
Daedalus running simultaneously, one on the main net, one on the test net, and they do not interfere. Okay. Okay. We have some questions in the chat. Do you want to jump back to chat? Yes, sir. Okay. We have a question from LSL13PNIR. Who is expected to make the transactions in the testnet? Will there be a pool of addresses to send transactions to each other? So I would like to start on this question and then maybe pass it over to you, Rick. But uh, the testnet is a fictitious testnet. So it's likely that they're going to be stress testing it with a lot of fake transactions, like not real ADA transactions, but seeing how the network can handle multiple different loads. So it's likely IOHK has some kind of program or algorithm to make sure that they test every possible scenario of what could go down within the ecosystem and what could go down for Cardano. And uh, you'll likely, you know, we're, you're going to benefit from that, but these transactions are not real world ADA. And uh, I'll pass it over to you, Rick. Yeah, this is a really good question. What I should do is retype that question into the Reddit thread because currently the only ADA we're working on the network testnet is from the faucet. And during the incentivized testnet, I'm going to have to assume there will be no faucet and all the ADA on the testnet. So we're going to have to do something to incentivize people to make transactions. And I'll give you an example. You can create a second wallet and send it to yourself, and that would generate transactions. But this is a really good question. We're going to have to, I'm going to repost that into the Reddit thread. Unless you want to get that uh Slipner 13, uh, SL 13 PNIR. If you would have posted in there, go for it. If I don't see it in there shortly, I'll go ahead and throw that question in there because that's a really, really good question. Yes. We have a question from XRP Poland. Hi, guys. Any news about rewards percentages? So we covered this earlier. It's estimated that it might be between 6 to 12%, anything within that range. We don't know yet. It hasn't been, it hasn't been uh, verified. Redman says, what are saturation levels? How are those levels determined? Saturation level is the point in a pool where there's basically diminishing rewards. So say you hold a very large ADA wallet. Let's take uh, the Cardano Foundation or IOHK who have, um, let's take IOHK who have billions of ADA and Emergo have billions of ADA. At some point, the max gets reached. So it's not like they're going to be, if the if the return rate is 5%, they won't be earning 5% on all 2 billion ADA or whatever they own. It's good, likely going to be significantly lower than that. So what they're going to do is they're going to split it up into multiple different pools and reach a saturation point for each pool. How are the saturation levels determined? It's determined by, um, IOHK has some sort of formula that they've implemented. And the, the number of ADA that are staked at any given time will determine the saturation level. And it will likely go up and down, but it will follow a probably close range after a while. Yes. One of our Reddit users answered this question. Uh, Mask 88 asked the same question. The maximum proportion of the wards that a stakeable can receive will be limited by 1 divided by K, where K equals the maximum number of stake pools desired. What will the value of K be? So this kind of helps answer the question. So the maximal proportion is one divided by the number of desired. Currently, what's commonly talked about is a thousand. Presently on the network test net, there's about 200 community operated pools. So we're almost 800 short of a thousand. So the current one divided by K is going to be about one, 
one divided by 200 or one divided by 300 or whatever that number is. And then that's going to help determine that number. Did that help with the question? There's more details on the Reddit thread. Uh, that one did not receive an official answer. What is K? The number of desired stake pools. We don't have an answer on that. Most What I've heard the most is it gets kicked around. Yes. So not all questions on Reddit have answers, although they're really good questions. Yes. I scrolled way down to get to that one. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. I'm, I'm out in left field now. Okay. I'm usually out in left field anyway. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? We have one question from Turquoise Olive. Hey, guys. Can you briefly touch on how once the snapshot of my ADA and data list is done, the staking works? I'm confused because if I can remove it after the snapshot, how do I stake? So once the snapshot takes place, so say you have 1,000 ADA in your wallet, you will also receive 1,000 testnet ADA. But in order to access your testnet ADA, you will have to download a separate testnet version of Daedalus or a separate testnet version of Yodoi. Once you open that, you will enter your seed phrase in order to unlock your testnet ADA. From there, you'll be able to decide where which pool you're going to delegate your ADA to. It's as simple as that. And after the snapshot is done, the second snapshot is done, you will be able to move your mainnet ADA. You can sell it. You can send it to an exchange. You can send it to a friend. You can just create a new wallet. You can do whatever you want with that wallet. But until then, it's going to be a little bit active as to how to access your testnet ADA, but it should be self-explanatory and there are going to be plenty of videos online. So don't fret if you don't feel like you have the computer skills um, that you need, but it will be easy and people will make it as easy as possible. And we're here to answer questions. Yeah. And that is the confusing part. I have to remind myself once in a while, both will exist simultaneously. Mainnet ADA will exist separately from testnet. You can do whatever you want with your mainnet ADA once you get it you know, showing on testnet. Not transferred, but existing on the testnet. And one won't affect the other. Good questions. Do you want to scan for new questions? I'll hop back over to Reddit for a minute. Okay. We've got a couple more good things over there to hit on. Sounds good. Hudmask88 asks... Will stake pool operators on the testnet have a public-facing website for their pool? Nico's response is, not necessarily. But if they want to attract people to their stake pool, probably it would be helpful. So the really cool thing about Daedalus, the examples that I've seen, is it will have the stake pools listed in Daedalus. And they will be generally prioritized in order of desirability, which is pretty amazing. If stake pool operators want to bring in more people, they can optionally create their own website or whatever form of advertising that they want to do. And uh, one one of those forms of, of advertising is at some point we'll get the stake pool operators on here whenever they start getting when it, when they start getting a warm fuzzy, we'll bring them on. If we do bring the stake pool operators on. It will be pre-recorded. It will not be live. So pre-recorded is is very easy to do. It's a more comfortable, more relaxing environment to participate in the podcast. So thank you for that, Hunmask88. And ooh, lots of good questions in here. Lot, lots of answers from Emergo also. Uh, one question was from Anda Balrana, and that was, is there a step-by-step video to set up a node on Mac? So in this context, they're referring to a Jormungandr node. And it is for non-technical people. And the answer there is a link to the IOHK Zen Desk, how to install Jormungandr. And the parent link to that link is the Getting Started Guide. That is the best source. 
go to the IOHK Zen desk and click on the Getting Started Guide for setting up your Mengander. And it doesn't matter if you're using Linux, Windows, or Mac. Use the Getting Started Guide. It's about 95% complete. You will have questions. Go to the Stakepool Best Practice Working Group Telegram to fill in the remaining 5%. The community members there will help you out on getting the final configuration for setting up a Jormungandr node, which is different than the Daedalus and the Yoroi that will be used as the stake pool user. Uh, the getting started guide is for the stake pool operators. Cool. Yes. This Reddit thread is awesome, man. I love it. It is. It is. Uh, this is great. Someone asked for the link real quickly. Hold on. Let me. Are you going to drop the link again? Yes. Okay. While Philippe's doing that, I'll get to the next one from XL Portum. And the question is, when will stake pools be visible on the wallets for Daedalus and Yoroi? Would be good to see what is out there and registered so far, so long. And Nico's reply is, you will need to download the new version of Daedalus and Yoroi in order to see them. The date hasn't been announced yet. Okay. So once the new one comes out, you will see the stake pools in there. From Ether Hobbs, will the pool operators have a page within Daedalus Wallet where stakeholders can see a list organized by criteria, location, payout, and other selling points? And Nico's answer is yes to organized by criteria. Location is tricky. In Yoroi, uh, they will add a language filter in the future. Oh, Merrick has a good question here from M. Mahat. Will IOHK, Nimergo, and the Cardano Foundation? Ah, really good question. Will IHK, Mergo, Cardano Foundation delegate some of its ADA to the pool operators that are not backed by whales? Okay. So as uh, most people know, IHK and Emergo have something in the billions of ADA and the Cardano Foundation has about almost 700, a little over 600 million ADA. And Nico's response is at least Emergo is considering creating some of its own stake pools and delegating to other stake pools depending on their desirability. Delegating to pools outside of the top K, the K parameter being the desired number of pools, is not following the protocol, and I don't think it would help to correctly test Shelly. Uh, so my take on this one, Philippe, is I hope they do. I hope IOHK, Mergo, and CF create pools and delegate to their own and also delegate some of their ADA to the pool operators in order to properly test the test net. Now, that means they will be getting reward returns, which is fine. It's more important to test the protocol and make sure it works. And uh, Merrick and I had also discussed this uh, separately. And so this is a really good question. Will they delegate to some of the pool operators? The true answer is, I don't know. It's up to them. I hope they do. Uh, I certainly hope they create pools because we need that ADA on the test net to test the protocol. As long as someone doesn't hold more than 50%, uh, then in one under control of one person will be okay, and I don't think they do. No, no, I, I don't think that's two billion possible. is hard to compete with, though. It is. It is possible. It is possible if you take the current group that's in there, two hundred pool operators, and you add I don't know maybe two thousand participants who are delegating. Might be hard to reach a billion. I don't know. There are some whales out there. Hopefully, they jump in the game. And I want to remind everyone that when you have the option to delegate, and I know this might be self-serving, but I really think that if you want to grow the Cardano 
ecosystem. You want to make it as big as possible. If should IOHK, Emergo, or the foundation open up some pools that are public pools that you feel that are very reliable that you can delegate to, I would recommend that you support your local stake pool business. Support the third party. Support the 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 pools that are outside of the three. They have plenty of ADA and they have plenty of money and they're going to be able to generate their returns by running their own pools, which is great. I don't think that if you're worried about concentrating the wealth within within Cardano or within this ecosystem, I mean, it is what it is. They're going to continue to grow, but let's continue to grow as a community as well. Let's Let's try to build some power. And that's delegating to the individuals that you feel are best aligned with what you see the Cardano ecosystem will be like in the future. So consider delegating to your local small business or local starting uh, local stake pool. And uh, I, I mean that. So that benefits all stake pool owners outside of IOHK, Mergo, and the foundation. They'll do fine. Trust me. They will. We have a uh, good question from Snowblow15 in the Reddit thread. There all, there's all a lot of really good questions in there. And they ask, what could be the worst scenario in case of some network or Orbor's failure or even an attack during the test net, would my staked ADA be at risk? Nico's response is basically, no, it will not be at risk, but it's going to be two separate networks. As a precaution, after the snapshot, I would move the ADA, the real-world ADA, to a new wallet. So the mnemonics for the ADA, there's a fourth way of saying it, mnemonics. Mnemonics for the ADA for testnet are different from the ones on mainnet. Good point, Nico. I hadn't thought of that. I'm going to do that as well. So you will have to, uh, everything we already talked about so far, good answer, but a different type of question. What's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is the test net can break. It's, I mean, it's already kind of broken. It's not really working yet on the network side. So, but the main net's still running, two totally separate networks. So the risk is minimal in that context. All right. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're at that time. We are approaching, yeah, the end. Rick, I don't know if you wanted to, let's cover some of the news that happened this week. Um, you know, we answered a lot of questions from the, the for, for staking pools and we, we dropped the Reddit thread and we can include it in the description down below. But we wanted to cover a couple of the newsworthy articles this week before we sign out. And once again, as the time approaches, there are going to be more videos done by us on the Cardano Effect channel, on the Digital Fortress channel, on the Phil PA channel, all, all of the channels. There's going to be more content created to help you out. So we can have that discussion later. But for now, let's see what happened this week. Uh, there are a couple of newsworthy events. I wanted to cover the top newsworthy event for this week. ADA was added as a from Crypto Tracker. ADA was added as a payment option to book at over 1.65 million hotels globally on Travala.com. So Travala is a traveling website, so you can go and book your travel, your hotel stay and whatnot, and you can pay in ADA, which is pretty cool. Very cool. Travala is not a Travelocity or it's not that big, but it still generates traffic. So anyone that's accepting ADA, is it's it's fine by me. Um, what, what do you think, Rick? I think the more the more... Places you make available to spend the ADA, the better. Uh, it's just a matter, you know, of how much is that used and 
how much of it is going to be used in ADA. Currently, I don't think people are going to want to spend ADA because they're like, well, why would I spend it now when I can collect it and hold it? And it'll be worth more money and I can spend it later. So I'm glad they're doing it. It is definitely necessary. I don't expect too many people are going to be using it because they'll probably want to wait. That is true. That is true. You can convert it right now. I just I, I just got a, an account on uh, on Kraken and once it have US dollars. So I could convert money to ADA and use it on the spending. My next goal, I haven't done it yet, is get the spend card, the SPEDN card, where it gives you pretty much limitless options on using ADA because it converts it to fiat. Okay. But it's also good to see we need companies like that using ADA as a native transaction fee, as well as those restaurants in Japan. I would like to add, though, to the Emergo shout-outs. That's why I'm wearing my Emergo shirt today. Okay. If you guys check out the Emergo Twitter feed, the Emergo blogs, there's so much going on there. It never, it doesn't seem to bubble up to the top of Reddit. So I'm going to start taking the links of all the cool stuff Emergo does and drop it into Reddit and see how many upvotes it gets because they're busy, man. They got all kinds of stuff going on. The latest thing on the tweet, uh, I went to their Twitter page to look up the recent business things that the develop, developments are. Um, and I found ne- the main thing is Nico's AMA in Spanish is going to be on Monday at 6 p.m. UTC. So Nico Arqueros of Emergo will be participating in the AMA and in Spanish. And you'll have Alejandro Garcia of IOHK and our Cardano ambassador, Carlos Lopez de Lara. If I say your name wrong, please forgive me. But we have our Spanish-speaking, both community members, ambassadors, and members of IHK and Emergo doing an AMA. That's fantastic. Love it. Shout out to Emergo. 6 p.m. UTC on Monday, November 4th. So check out Emergo's Twitter feed. A lot going on over there. I'd also like to plug a recent podcast that we did. Um, it was earlier this week. We released it on Friday morning. It was with Mario Laranjera. And he is the manager of the team of provable security at IOHK. And we talked about a lot of things. We talked about um, what makes Cardano secure, what protocols that he's working on. We talked about uh, trusted execution environments. We talked about Intel SGX, Spectre hacks, quantum computing, everything that dealt with security. We kind of dabbled in. And there were some great questions on Reddit as well. So if you want to know what he's doing and what work he's doing, we talked about his papers as well, Kaleidoscope um, 21, and one more paper that's not coming to my mind right now. Royale, which is more important because Royale can be used for any card game, which is important in solving problems. So any card game can run a Royale. Kaleidoscope is specific to poker or 21? Poker. I think it was poker. Yes. It was poker. Yeah. Yes. So he's a very smart guy and uh, it was it was a very fun conversation. We learned a lot. So check that out if you're interested. Provable security. And uh, that's what we do on the Cardano Effect channel. We, we, we get 
very intelligent people that are working on the project to fully disclose exactly what they're working on because it's not like their face is in the in the limelight and we want to know exactly what's going on and they're gracious enough to come on the podcast and answer our questions and answer reddit questions and we're going to continue doing that trying to get some industry experts to see exactly what's going on we don't none of us work at IOHK or Mergle or the foundation so we only have a third party perspective of what's going on so it's nice to hear what's going on from the actual professors, from the actual people that are working on the project. So check that out. Yes. And I got one last question I want to hit in chat and I'm done, Philippe. And that is from Alan D21. He asks, can anybody create a stake pool or is that reserved for whales? Anybody. The answer is anybody can create a stake pool. It is not reserved for whales. Chances are a lot of stake pool operators are not whales. Okay. I'm just guessing at that, but I'm probably correct. You can have a smaller amount of ADA. For example, I I have less. If you go on the Block Explorer, wallet number 1000 has 3 million ADA. Well, guess what? I don't have 3 million ADA. But, you know, if I did, I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't be run, I wouldn't be trying to run a pool. Okay. But if you, if you have less than 3 million ADA, and you're very clever, and you're good at marketing, advertising, web pages. Uh, you're you're very polite, or you have, or whatever it is that you do, you're going to get more delegates. So, skill, talent, and experience will pay off more so than being a whale. And I think the most successful pool operators are going to combine a couple of skill sets and may or may not have more than 3 million ADA. But probably the best combination is if the, if the pool operator has three, more than 3 million ADA to pledge and they have skills and they have all the other, that's probably going to be the more successful pools. Uptime is the most important factor though. Keep that in mind. Uptime, I think it's number one, correct? Uh, I think it is. Pretty sure of that. That is correct. Okay. So yeah, there to answer question. Anyone can run a stake pool. Anyone can do it. You don't have to be a whale. This is true. And- I wanted to, because there was a project that just got released uh, from Marcus over the Rock Pie project for stake pools. So I guess there's some some kits that you can buy and uh, you can set up your own stake pool, which is nice. Um, it, it really brings in, if you want to learn more or you want to experiment things on your own, that's go for it, go for it. Personally, when you're delegating to a stake pool, I don't want to talk bad about the Rock Pie or anything like that. I think it's a great initiative. But uh, if Cardano is going to be successful. We're going to need some stake pool operators that are running using servers and running with more heavy equipment and, uh, you know, staking, delegating your stake to someone with a rock pie in their bedroom or in their office. I mean, it sounds it sounds wonderful at the beginning, but eventually it's not a real business. It's not going to be sustainable over a long, long period of time because home Internet is spotty. This, uh, there are issues with uh, uptime and there are just issues with, with um, you know, I mean, you, you, home networks, I mean, there's a whole issue. I can get into a whole discussion about that. But uh, basically, make your decision wisely and think about long term. You've been in this project for a long time to start off with. Most of you have. Most of you have been around for, you know, months, if not a couple of years. So 
think long-term when you're deciding to delegate to a staking pool. Think about what long-term solutions are going to be. Think about the individuals that are running the pool and think about how dedicated they're going to be four, five, six, seven years from now and whether or not they're still going to be operating in business. Because at the end of the day, this is all about making sure that this process is as smooth as possible for you and understanding that once you delegate, you know, let your pool operators work for you. They work for you. So let them work for you and let it be a prosperous relationship, business relationship for the both of you. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a fair assessment. I always use EOS as an example um, because EOS is quite successful. They EOS has 200 pools listed on the EOS Network Explorer. They only need 21 as block producers. They got 21 primary and 21 backups. So up to number 42 could become block producers any moment when they need the backups. But of the only the top 50 appear to be reliable in my opinion. So if I'm wrong, please don't kill me. Just correct me. Uh, the top 50 are so reliable. Once you start to get to 50 to 100 pools, this relates to what Philippe just said. They start dropping off. They show the block count at zero. I don't think those pools are functioning whenever you see that. Then once you get into the 100 to 200 range, there's a lot of them that are not functioning apparently where the, they show the block count at zero as opposed to somewhere within so many blocks. So the EOS network is very effective. Um, but just be alert. Cardano could see the same growing pain where you, we swell to a thousand pools and 500 pools die off or people give up and the node dies and they're like, ah, whatever, I'm not making money off that thing anyway. So they ignore it. That's the same thing could happen to Cardano. It's okay. The network will still work. It'll be all right. That's how the protocol's designed. It'll be fine. Fair assessment. Fair assessment. Yeah, that, that ties to what exactly what you just said, but I brought it into what is EOS seeing and is Cardano could see something very similar. All right. All good. Ready to go. Thanks for the questions, everyone. Yes. So thank you. Uh, we'll be tuning in next week as well. Um, we have, we're contacting guests and hopefully we can get another special guest soon. So I'd like to remind everyone, please like, comment, and subscribe. That really helps us out. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Cardano Effect podcast, episode 56. This is a big month for us. This is a big month for the project. Everyone should be happy. Even though the markets are just stagnant for the past, I don't know, months, it's it's just been looking at, uh, it's like watching paint dry. But at the end of the day, we're working and uh, testnet snapshot will be happening this month. We're not sure when incentivized staking will start, but maybe towards the end of this month, maybe in December. But uh, keep in tune, have one ear open, uh, make sure the sources that you're getting information from are accurate and there are they are reputable. So stay safe out there, everyone. Enjoy your Sunday. And once again, thanks for tuning in. Until the next episode of the Cardano Effect podcast. Bye, everyone. <laughs>